guys, and welcome back to Adulting with Joy Spring. Another episode here with some very special guests. Thank you, of course, to all of your support for the podcast. If you haven't checked it out yet, we actually have Patreon. Patreon.com slash Adulting with Joy Spring. If you want to support the podcast through that, please do so. But also thank you to everyone who's been commenting and supporting the show. Salamat. Because sometimes I meet people and I talk to them and I often get the comment that the podcast has helped them in some way. And that's precisely the reason why I do this podcast anyway. It's written and produced by me. But now we're even better because we actually have a guest on the show. This is Adulting with Joy Spring, the how-tos of your 20s by a 26-year-old. Basically, the blind leading the blind expectantly and with gusto. Today is a very special day because I have a friend with me here today that's not Aaron Atayde or Juancho Trevino. So I'm very happy about that. But he's also very close to my heart. And we've talked about a lot of other things. Apart from businesses, careers, he's known about my love life and the other struggles that I have. But he's also uh, the husband of one of my best friends, the father of my ina-anak, and the founder and CEO of the incredible tech company called Pounded. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on the show, Christian Salvo. Woo! Okay lang guys, kasama kayo, kasama <laughs> thank kayo. You, thank you for having me here. Here. I'm Christian. very excited to be chatting with the Joy Spring. Wow, naman the Joy Spring. Should I call you Sir Salvo? No, Christian? they haven't knighted me yet, so no? wait Not, for that part. Okay, yeah. no knighting yet. Welcome to the show. We've been talking about you guesting on the show for so long already. Yes, and it's weird that we finally get that chance and we're here. It's yeah. such a formal setup. It's amazing. Yeah, but yeah. we were trying to pretend as if we were in your couch also just that having is a true. conversation. Just chilling, yeah. For those people who don't know you, I'm talking here as a friend, but also we mean business here on Adulting with Joyce mm-hmm. So you have to answer my business questions. Okay. Sure, I'll try my best. Uh-oh. Like how much money do you have in the bank right now? <laughs> A lot less than what I would want to have. <laughs> Just enough for my grab home. Tell us more about Poundit. I've worked with Poundit already. I think it's amazing. You've got a great concept. You've got a great group of people working with you. But tell us more about it. For those people who aren't familiar with Poundit, what is Poundit all about? Sure. Uh, Poundit is a e-commerce tech startup. Mm-hmm. And we'd want to be the number one online destination for electronics and IT products in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. We're starting in the, in the Philippines and using that as our beachhead. And hopefully we can get to you know expand in other countries fairly soon. What we'd want to do is get people closer to technology mm-hmm. and influence and inspire them to create beautiful and valuable things. And, you know, it's a long way to get there, but so far it's, it's been a great journey mm-hmm. and we're enjoying it. One hell of a ride. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it feels like that sounds like your extended elevator pitch. Sort no, of, yeah. Tell me more about Poundit. I worked with you guys, I think, maybe two or three years ago, mm-hmm. right? We had a couple of campaigns together and at the same time, I bought some stuff from you guys. You also helped me out with some other things that I needed to start my videos, my YouTube, my podcast also. How did Poundit start and when did it start? So it started in late 2014 while I was still on my previous life. (laughs) Previous life. Have you been reincarnated? Okay. And I got a call from one of our big partners. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you know, the company that I was working for was not doing too well. So I would get you know, hit up by other companies seeing if there's an opportunity to move. Yeah. But this one was very special because his pitch was, what if your entire team can work on a totally different brand uh-huh. next month? What? But it'll be the same team. You don't have to let go of anybody. Okay. Keep the team. Work on product A now. 
but then a month from now it'll be product B. Okay. So I sort of planted the seed. And then uh, when I eventually left, at that time I was working for a smartphone brand. So okay. I got spoiled with, you know, getting a new phone whenever I wanted. And uh, when I left, then I had no phone on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to do the same thing as other consumers would do. So go through the mall, shop online, etc. And I realized how bad the customer experience was when it comes to, you know, buying these products. Uh-huh. So with that and the partnership that sort of was put aside, I decided to, hey, what if I can put that those two together yeah. and put up an online store? E-commerce was also growing then. It was very nascent, not like now. And I looked at that as a big opportunity. So decided to actually work off my apartment, just mm-hmm. me, my laptop, coffee shops, you name it, and launched Pound It. They say when you build it, they will come. That yeah. is not true. <laughs> no one came. That's not true. From then on, I decided to, you know, recruit a couple of friends, build a team, and that's sort of where we're at now. Yeah. So from what I'm getting is you started this business because you personally saw that there was a need for it. Yeah. It was a pain point that I experienced myself. Mm-hmm. And I would think that it's a much better start than looking at things just from a pure, you know, profit angle. Yeah. Because... Uh, running a tech startup is very, very tough. Especially in the Philippines. Yeah, that too. And you need a lot of passion to sort of wake up in the morning and, and keep going. Yeah. You know, what I noticed about successful businessmen and women is that they always say that it's not always about the profit. Why is that? Why do you guys say that? Before we go back to Pounded, why do businessmen and women who are successful, who are making a profit, right? Why is that the constant statement that I hear? For yeah, you, at least. Because you have to focus on the problem that you're trying to solve. You have to focus and by on doing that, solve. you're helping people. You're helping either consumers, businesses to make their lives easier. And if you do that, the profit or the money will be just a byproduct. And that's a much, much better way than attacking you know, entrepreneurship versus being greedy and looking at the money first. If you use that as your like North Star, then eventually, then you'll just follow the money, right? You'll be creating products that might not be solving problems. You might be doing deals that you shouldn't have. But if your core is very, very strong, then you'll always be at the right path and the money will just come afterwards. Value-driven success is what we're talking about here on the show. Yeah, I think value could be created in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And part of it is you know, creating products and helping solve problems. By doing that, sort of very easy to monetize it afterwards. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean... I mean, that's amazing when you really look at it that way. And that's a pattern that I often see with any successful business person is you don't follow the money. You follow where you can serve and where you can actually improve things, improve the lives of people, and then eventually the money will come. Because what you notice with other businesses, and we're not saying that you shouldn't be thinking about the money that you're making. You should be thinking about those things, but it shouldn't be your North Star, as you mentioned, right? But this is coming from someone who was not a businessman. If you knew Christian from before... You would know that his background is very different. You grew up both here in the Philippines and also in Canada. But when you started your career, you weren't a businessman. What were you? I did agribusiness here for a couple of years. Agribusiness? And my family moved to Canada. And, you know, I had a wide open choice. And I was always fascinated with technology. So I decided to pursue programming. I actually finished computer programming. Nerd. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then from then on, I got into, you know, I did a couple of odd jobs while still in school. Yeah. My first real job was working at Dell Canada, but it wasn't as a programmer. It was uh, marketing operations. And then I was seeing all these people walking past me, you know, in suits, fancy cars. 
all the salespeople. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't understand that part of the business. Yeah. Or all the floors in this whole building, like what do they do? Yeah. So I decided to explore. So just moving from, you know, one team to the other and just picked up from, I got lucky that I worked with a lot of smart people and learned from them. You know, Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots forward. Mm-hmm. And now when I look back, like a lot of the things that I've done has prepared before, like what I'm doing now. Yeah. For example, like an interesting one was working at a warehouse. So we're e-commerce, right? So part of it is, uh, you know, warehousing supply chain, mm-hmm. etc. One of the odd jobs while I was in college was working at a warehouse. Okay. And actually you do there? packing boxes and moving inventory. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that That's was... the muscles that my friend <laughs> fell in love with. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wanted to ask you because something that I would always get asked on the show is, do you have to study, like formally study for these things? And I always say that unless it's a professional job, like you're a lawyer or you're a doctor, yeah. It's not necessary to go to a university to study because there are so many other ways to learn the business that you're going to get into or the career path that you want to take. Like me, for example, I came from a science high school and then I went to study fine arts. I never studied communications. But as you mentioned, I just kept learning from smart people around me. I kept reading books. I kept learning from other people that I would interact with. Do you think it's necessary or how do you go about learning the business that you want to go into? For the most part, it is not necessary. I agree with you for, you know, maybe deep domain expertise, you might need it. Yeah. Especially for crafts that have been around for a long time. Yeah. Like being a lawyer or a doctor. Also, the school system is sort of broken where a lot of the teachings are just retaining information yeah. versus processing information. So those are things that you could do like on your own. Even when we hire, for example, I don't really look at the school that they came from mm-hmm. or even if they finished the actual post-secondary. It's more about work experience if they have, but critical skills such as problem solving, yeah. uh, critical thinking, creative thinking, like those would be the core necessary skills, I think, for mm-hmm. the future versus being able to memorize and just recite things like out of the top of your head yeah so i think those are two very important things we're not discouraging anyone from studying we're all we're saying is it's such an encouragement to know that we live in an era where you don't necessarily have to fit the mold or the box for you to be able to succeed in the career in the businesses or in the profession that you want to be in except for example if it were careers that required those kinds of, you know, training and information. Yeah, a lot of what's taught in school too are hard skills mm-hmm. versus soft skills yeah. that are very, very necessary. Mm-hmm. Like the ability to speak, right, or to negotiate, communicate, which could be a lot more handy, especially, I think, in the beginning of your career mm-hmm. when you don't have those like deep domain expertise yet as you're building and growing yourself too. And you're kind of a living and walking, breathing example of that. You kind of learned from your way up. You try different jobs and now you arrive at this baby. Pound it, right? You pound it. Yeah, poundit.com, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, okay, so tell me more about the business. How do you run a tech company? How do you run it? Hirap, no? Yeah, you sort of, number one, you got to be very passionate about what you do. I think the failure rate for tech startups are one out of the hundred succeed, 99 sort of follow the cliff and fail. So just knowing those statistics, a rational person wouldn't be able to 
you know, accept and do that, like yeah. make that decision to actually start one. But if you're passionate about what you're doing, then it makes things a lot easier. You wake up in the morning and sort of uh, solve, keep solving problems. Building the right team around you yeah. is another. Find people who are better than you in other things. That's a great advice. Yeah, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes, precisely. So try to find people who actually show you how it should be done or mm. tell you what to do. And yeah, I guess just keep going from there. Yeah. What I noticed about Pounded, you guys have great team. And when I see your employees or the people that you work with, for example, I can feel that they feel that they're not just working for the business. They're working with you within the business. And great leadership requires a lot of that. It requires you to make your team feel as if we're not just, you're not working for me. I mean, technically, you're not working for me. We're all just working to alleviate the business and alleviate the lives of the people who we're serving with through this business, right? So how do you put together a great team that would make your startup successful? Yeah, we really got lucky with having our amazing team with us. It's like a family and next swimming pa nga kayo minsan eh yeah <laughs> <laughs> my team building yeah so we do that every once in a while it's been uh, less frequent than we want to but we'll get on that again yeah i think it's about the mission with tech startups too because they could find jobs that will pay them more yeah especially you know going to corporate and and following that path but if, if the mission is enticing enough and it's something that they deeply believe in then it, it makes it worthwhile for them as well to be part of this journey yeah you know a company is just really a group of people who are aligned and following each other towards a common goal and if that is strong enough as a pool then it makes it more powerful yeah how do you lead this team like what are the practical ways that you think a great leader or an entrepreneur you're a business owner right and half of the work that you need to do is delegation you have to be able to trust your team enough that you can delegate tasks to them that you get to lead them in such a way that you'll all be able to do everything that you can to make the business work. So how do you do that? That's a long topic. Yeah, that's all right. We've got but, time. Uh, <laughs> I guess in summary, it's uh, making sure that people are comfortable to make mistakes, mm. that they can follow their intuition, their creativity. The goal and the alignment is clear. What are we trying to achieve in the long run, in the midterm, today, tomorrow? And then giving them that creativity and that freedom to sort of do what they'd want to do. Delegating means that I would line up what needs to be done and then them sort of just ticking the boxes and doing it. Uh, that's really not how we do things. It's more, this is our goal for this week. We're trying to improve this certain metric. Yeah. We put together plans to address that and just navigate as we go. As a leader, you really serve everybody. So a lot of what I do is, you know, talking to my team, like sub teams or individuals and mm -hmm. making sure that they're okay, motivating them, just making sure that, you know, they're at the right mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think about with tech startups here in the Philippines, it's very difficult. I mean, it's a constantly growing economy. You're dealing with all sorts of people. And at the same time, your business is very much, it's rooted in online, right? So you sell online, you do all of your transactions online. Yep. What made you decide to use that platform? My background's been, you know, technology and I'm a big believer of tech. What drives me is, you know, when you look at, let's say the GDP of the Philippines, yeah. 
like 350 billion, I think. And then you see companies such as like a Microsoft or an Amazon, Apple, who are all billion dollar companies mm-hmm. and they haven't even existed for more than 50 years. Yeah. I think Amazon's like 20 plus years and they weren't profitable, like back to our topic earlier, up until like 20 years after. So that drives me to, you know, create something of value. Instagram was a, another example that I use. Is Instagram was a 13-man team yeah. when they got acquired, creating a billion dollars worth of value. And it's not about the money. It's building something so big. And the only way to do that is through technology for you to scale. When I talk to my team, for example, I use an analogy would be bricklaying. Like if it takes you five minutes to put one brick and you got to put 100, then you just do the math. That's how long it would take. Yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, technology will be able to help you scale much, much faster. Think about the, uh, the big ones who are like around us right now, like the Facebooks or even Grab, which is a regional startup, yeah. from nothing to very big in five years. We can only do that through technology. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's true. And technology really has changed the lives of people. It's changed the way that we consume things. It's changed the way that we connect even on a human-to-human basis, right? Yeah, it's made the world a much, much smaller place. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing what's happening in other parts of the world. that Instantaneously. Yeah. Even, um, you know, the concept of uh, like countries, for example. Like, are you more affiliated with the country that you live in or you know, a sort of online country where there's a lot more similarities with your culture and the way you yeah. think, etc. So definitely disrupted things. And I think the companies or, or the people who would jump on this idea of, you know, a global economy and being able to touch people faster at a bigger scale, uh, those are the ones who would thrive. And you mentioned earlier that you s- you're starting here in the Philippines, but you want to be the regional go-to. Yeah, we'd like to. For tech. <laughs> We're working hard to get there. <laughs> It's How? a long run. What is the goal? What is the dream for Pounded? If you were to just lay it out here on the podcast, what is the dream for Pounded in 5, 10, 50 years, as you mentioned, what would you have wanted to achieve? We'd have a, a big successful company run by amazing people who mm-hmm. love to be there every day, who you know, wake up in the morning and are excited to keep on building and adding on to what we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd want to be able to help people access technology in a much, much easier way, breaking barriers of uh, price, distance, and expertise, and hopefully by then also influencing them to create things through technology, like podcasts, music, games, you know, the story of families where individuals would be forced to work abroad because their aunt or mother was a nurse, Mm -hmm. uh, but very talented to do something locally by just the virtue of, you know, having a computer, you know, being able to put together a YouTube series or even just through a smartphone. Those are things that could be done. And there's a lot of things as well that we haven't seen yet that could evolve. And uh, we want to be like in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And on Poundit, you sell a lot of things, right? You sell from cell phones to laptops to headphones and all of the other tech stuff. Tell us more about the website and how has it bridged the need that you originally had to the business that you now run. Yeah, so we're lucky enough to have helped you know thousands of people now to get access to yeah those cool products. It also helps when you're selling you know the sexiest products in the world. <laughs> <laughs> sort of yeah, people would always you know want a new smartphone, a laptop. Mm-hmm. I think they did a study that uh, after travel, the next online category would be like electronics. Yeah. So we're right there. We're also always looking out for like brands that we believe in to add them onto our platform. But we also curate them. We do not want to be, you know, the everything store, but we want to be your go-to store when it comes to these verticals, like electronics, IT products, etc. 
And it's uh, you order online. And it gets brought to you. Yeah, you get so you it's get it fairly easy. You yeah. place an order online. You pick the product that you'd like. And we have uh, several payment methods that you can choose from. We also do COD. So for those ones that have difficulties you know, making transactions online, we do have that option. It gets delivered to your home or your office. And mm-hmm. we do it nationwide. Yeah, and I like Poundit because it really has hinged on the fact that all of the products are authentic. It's never something that you have to worry about, right? Yeah, that's something that I saw when I did that initial smartphone purchase mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago. And that's something that we have as that's just basic part of our formula. Yeah. For sure, everything is above board. All transactions are legit. All partnerships are there. The thing about electronics is there is a failure rate, although yeah. it's very small. You know, one, two percent of electronics do fail mm-hmm. just because of the components that are inside and the fact that, you know, you got to plug it in, there's a chip, etc. And we want to make sure that customers do not have that headache if and that happens. Mm-hmm. So we partner directly with the brands or their authorized distributors yeah. to make sure that if and when that happens, they can go to their nearest service center and have everything covered. Mm-hmm. We have stories where, you know, kids would save up and buy, let's say, a PlayStation off of a social seller or some of the big marketplaces. Mm -hmm. And they're not sure if everything would be legit or covered. And uh, those are the things that we want to avoid. This doesn't make sense for, I mean, especially here when uh, purchasing power is not that high. And then you're saving months and months and months of salary or your Christmas sort of gifts and then pulling it to buy something, and then after three months or so, it breaks down. And then you're left with nothing. Mm -hmm. That is painful. That's painful, and you're trying to bridge that gap. Yeah, we want to avoid it, and uh, I think that's something that we've addressed already. Mm -hmm. Now the next stage is, okay, where else can we see adding value? Like, where else can we make customers' lives easier? Mm -hmm. What are the things that you wish you knew when you started this business? Or what are the lessons that you've (laughs) learned? It's funny how you reacted to that. Yeah. Where do I even... I think something that would help not just people who want to start business in tech because obviously that's very specific but for people like yourself who started out with a passion with a need and then you wanted to fill that need by creating your own product by creating your own business what were the things that you wish you knew so that you could have avoided these things or you could have gone through that path yeah one is it's much harder than i thought (laughs) (laughs) that it would take at least double the amount of time and maybe a lot of time yeah three times the effort very hard to run a business even more so to start it yeah Yeah. it's hard when the stats are against you i think running the business you sort of there's different like tiers Mm -hmm. if i may that are safer but then you know tech startups are trying to disrupt or grow at a very 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 fast rate Mm -hmm. and by doing that you're stretching yourself every day to get to that next level there is no like steady state where you know i'm okay here and coming in i thought it'll be much much easier than what's (laughs) happening now surprise yeah exactly but again going back to what we talked about earlier if the passion is strong then yeah you'd, you'd keep pursuing Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of process because it's hard to start a business. It's hard to put together a great team and it's hard to keep doing that every single second of your life so that your business doesn't fall apart. Yeah. But not to scare people not to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just the awareness that it sort of exists mm-hmm. and it, it's there. But there are also, you know, success stories out there. And success is also relative. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, a home run. Mm-hmm. We could build something off of value and keep it local, for example. 
Exactly. Yeah. I think you attain the goal that you wanted to in the get from yeah, the get go. As long as you solve a problem, and the problems could be you know much much bigger, mm-hmm. like a water crisis or much much smaller, such as getting from A to B. Yeah, yeah, precisely. But one more thing, I think one more facet that I love about Christian here, not only does uh, is Pounded a successful tech startup, you also run this while balancing life. You know, you're, you're newly married. Yeah. You're a brand new daddy to uh, my ina-ana, Christiana. Yes. Talagang junior in. <laughs> that wasn't my Christiana. decision. That was, that was Nina's decision. Exactly, that's Nina's decision. But I fully decision. supported that, of it, course. I mean, it's your name, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't think you wouldn't support it. But one thing that I appreciate about you is, you know, of course you talk about taking care of your team and managing them well and making sure that they're okay, motivating them, inspiring them, and talking to them about the business. The business side is great because you are able to manage it well. But how do you balance having a life, you know, with your wife and with your beautiful daughter and at the same time pursuing this successful tech startup that you started a couple of years ago? And this might fit your audience too. Uh, (laughs) One thing is to, you know, start early. Put up the foundation already, like while you're early. And it's something that I've done since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Just keep growing, keep learning, work hard. Um, And then eventually it just became me. Like I had no other switch. Like that was it. And then when you get to a point where now you're just not thinking about yourself anymore, then you're able to make those calls because you already put in the effort. You put in the work. You put in the 20,000 hours already. It also helps when you're not balancing things i look at it as work-life integration Mm -hmm. where there is really no line yeah although i do get in trouble sometimes (laughs) where i'm spaced out so i try to avoid that as much as possible yeah now my goal is to be more present when i'm there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so but one is making sure that you pick the right partner yeah. I've told this to, you know, some people that younger people that I speak to. One of the best career choices you'd make is picking the right one to spend the rest of your time with because they will be your number one confident. They could either fully support you or derail you. And if you guys are aligned and you're really partners in life, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I see how Nina supports you. Yeah, props to Nina. Yeah, props to Nina. <laughs> she used to hate it. <laughs> no, I think when we were much younger, we would often talk about how difficult it is to, you know, try to be supportive, but at the same time, ask your partner, like, hey, but I need you to be present. I need you to be here. So you're right. It really is one of the most important decisions that you'll be making who you're going to spend the rest of your life with because that will really set the tone, not just for your personal life. People think that it's a line you're right it's integration whatever is happening with your personal life it will obviously consistently spill over to your career to your professional life to your businesses yeah it's hard to put lines because it'd be difficult to switch on and off mm-hmm. whereas if it's just this one constant thing and then it's easier to live life that way i like what you said the work-life integration how do you do that they come to work with me no i'm kidding <laughs> It's thinking tactics that you know I put in place, but picking the stuff that I need to work on. Busy is not productive, so it's not about how many hours you put in. It's not about you know being the office and then coming home at a certain time. It's more understanding the entire the top company goals, breaking it down, and what are the key things that I need to work on today to mm-hmm. sort of address that. The rest could fall off. Yeah. If I have to, because then family comes first. There's this thing that we use at work. I call it MIT, so most important thing. It's very important to sort of identify that uh, mm-hmm. so you don't get lost 
in a long list of to-do list because there's always going to be something else that needs to be finished or yeah. another problem that needs to be solved. So picking the right ones and sort of just making the call day by day if you got to give up certain things in order to be with the family or got to be at work longer than expected. Yeah. yeah. So identify the most important thing and know why you're doing that and who you're doing it for. I've learned so much already. I, I didn't know you had so much insight in you, Christiana. <laughs> so we I'm always talk kidding. about like, basketball. Uh, yeah, basketball. You know, I'm such life. a huge basketball fan. <laughs> yeah, you are. You know your teams very well. Yes, That's because for sure. Miami Heat is the best team in the That's entire right. world. That's right. Go, go, Butler. <laughs> yes. No, okay. But lastly, before I let you go, I know that you are such, not the man super bookworm, but you love to read books. You like to listen to other podcasts. Yeah. And I think the reason why Christian here has a lot of insight is because you consume these information also through other means which is not just life uh, experiences but also through books and podcasts so if you could give us maybe like top two or three books and podcasts that you listen to regularly go ahead podcast for sure <laughs> adulting with joy spring thank you thank i'd you, listen thank you. to every single episode thank you thank you thank you and i told my team i was going to be on your podcast Yay. and they're like oh yeah it's number one and mm -hmm. i thought it was number one in the philippines but no i was wrong in the globe. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking too small. Number one in the in the universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I listen to like a lot of tech startup podcasts mm -hmm. related. Uh, Masters with Scale, uh, Reed Hoffman, LinkedIn founder. I'm a big MMA fan too, so I listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, books. I think I gifted you one. Uh, Siddhartha is mm -hmm. one of the books that uh, you know, I read when I was much, much younger. I just finished the book last night, When Breath Becomes Air. So Did I gift that to you? No. No. I love that book. Yeah, so I read that. Awesome. So we've got so much information already from starting up your own tech business and even just switching careers and also work-life balance, mm -hmm. work-life integration. That's the most important thing. Thank you, Christian. Thanks for having me. Thank really, you for really being on the be podcast. Yeah. yeah, finally. So why don't you invite everyone to go and check out Poundit? Sure. Please do check out Poundit.com. It's the, your go-to destination for all things tech, electronics, IT products. We've got the coolest brands in the planet. And we usually do regular offers where you can avail the discounts as well. So please do check it out. We'll make sure that we'll make you happy once you get the packages on your doorstep. Awesome. And you can check out the website to find out more about it. Get your hands on the latest, the sexiest tech and uh, electronics for your liking. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Did you guys like that? Yeah? If you guys have any more questions for uh, Christian, if you want him to be back on the podcast, please do let us know with the hashtag adulting with Joyce Spring. Once again, my name is Joyce Spring. Don't forget to tag us at Joyce Spring for your comments, your reactions, and hopefully they're not violent. Hopefully. Feeling ko wala namang violent reactions dito. Tingin ko, baka sa asawa ko lang. Oo. Baka maging violent lang si Nina pag napakinggan niya ito. Hindi man. Wala man tayong sinabi. Safe. Yeah, safe, safe. I think you're safe. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I'll see you guys again next time. Paalam. Thank you. Yay! Hey everybody, this is Adulting with Joyce Spring in partnership with Globe. Let's all support small and medium local enterprises.